Hey friends, well, after a long and for many of you cold winter, are you ready to bring the spirit of the islands into your home? Look no further than Home Threads, where comfort meets coastal living. At HomeThreads.com, you can discover a collection inspired by the tranquility of the beach. From breezy linens to stylish coastal decor, they've got everything you need to turn your home into a seaside retreat, and always at the best value. If you haven't been to the Home Threads website yet, you have to go check it out, see their beautiful bedding, everything they have for your kitchen, lighting, workspace, and a gift guide, which has something for everyone on your list. I'm thinking ahead to Mother's Day, Father's Day, anniversaries, birthdays, and more. So visit homethreads.com forward slash Monica and get a code for 15% off your first order. Because whether you're on the islands or dreaming of the sea, Home Threads brings the beach to you. Home Threads, love where you live. Aloha and welcome to the Boy Mom Podcast with my mom, Monica Swanson. On the Boy Mom Podcast, it is our goal to bring you practical advice and biblical wisdom for raising boys in uncertain times. You can always find show notes over at monicaswanson.com slash podcast. We're so glad you're here. Especially things like video games or whatever else there is, um, they don't want to discipline their kids. They don't want to... They don't want to say no. They don't want to say no. And and sometimes it's even like they'll say no and then they'll back off and go, you know, mm. I don't want... My, my kid is responding negatively. I don't want to make him feel bad or not like me. Mm. Whereas in reality, if you're saying no to something pretty important, then it's probably going to only do them good. And in mm. the end, they'll thank you. Hey, friends. Well, there's just a little snippet from part of my Q&A episode where my son, Luke, who's 16 years old, joins me to respond to some questions that have come in related to time at home and whether or not it's all right for boys to play video games, maybe extra time on those video games. And so Luke and I had some fun chatting about that, as well as a couple other things. And my son, Jonah, will join me for a couple quick questions as well at the end. But I'm so excited to be here. I'm so thankful that you're taking the time to join me today. This is an episode I've been wanting to do for a long time. We're just doing all Q&A. I've gathered questions for many months related to everything from homeschooling to parenting. And now during this quarantine period, of course, there's even more topics that are really important. And so I'm going to do my best to cruise through some of these questions, some of them on my own, and then I'll have the boys join me a little bit later. I realized, though, as I prepared for this, that I have too many questions to try to do in one episode. And so I will plan a follow-up episode to tackle more questions. I'm kind of trying to group these into topics. And I don't know, I'm even playing with the idea of maybe doing a once a month Friday episode that's all Q&A, just so we can keep going on Tuesdays with our regular interviews and boy topics. But hey, I always love to hear from you. If you have a thought on that or anything else, recommended topics for future podcast episodes, please do email me at aloha at monicaswanson.com. Okay, so before I dive in, I just want to say um, I'm thinking about you guys. I'm praying for you. I know this is such a strange and crazy time in the world and I hope you're all hanging in there and doing okay. I want to thank you again. Last time I looked I was two ratings and reviews away from 400. So somebody out there who hasn't left it yet helped push me over that little mark. That's been a goal for a while. So it's super fun. I appreciate so much hearing from you guys. The ratings and reviews are such an encouragement and you can find them on your phone. Just 
uh, go to the Apple podcast or whichever platform you use, scroll to the bottom, you're going to see five stars. You can just tap on those or you can tap to leave a few words about what you love most about the Boy Mom podcast. So thank you. Thank you. Without further ado, I'm just going to jump in and start tackling a few questions and I will receive more questions. If you've got something I'm not covering today, please feel free to email me again using that email address I gave you. I'll leave it again at the end, but um, I will continue to try to answer questions. And when you message me, I do my best to respond to you personally as well, but sometimes I just cannot. So topics today that you can look forward to. We're gonna talk quarantine, how to keep boys busy, what are some ideas, I wish I had some new crazy idea, but I'll tell you some of the things we're doing to keep boys busy during the quarantine. Uh, we're gonna talk homeschooling, answer some specific questions about that, and then we're also gonna talk about moms, how can we get time to ourselves right now? Is that even an option? What can we do to have some time to ourselves? And then, Questions for the boys. I had a listener ask me to cover some of the things the boys would say we might have done different from either their friends or other things they see out there that they're glad we've done different as parents and also things that maybe they didn't love or don't love but know that one day they will appreciate about our parenting. So that's a fun question I put out there for both Luke and Jonah. And then um, we'll just see, I've got a, a list. If I can be quick, I will cover more, but that is just a little sampling of some of the topics we are gonna talk about, okay? Um, somebody did want me to cover meals for families. I, there, I had some thoughts, I hope to get to that one. But anyway, let's dive in. Starting with the quarantine. The quarantine is real, the struggle is real. We're together all the darn time and I know it is a challenge. So if you've got boys at home, no matter what their age, boys need exercise boys need to let off some steam and wear out some of their energy and so wherever you are if you can get them outside for some of the day i encourage you to find a creative way to do that i know if you're in a city in an apartment or something it, it may be impossible and god bless you if that's you but if you can drive them to somewhere where it's legal to go hike please do it bundle up if it's cold grab an umbrella if it's rainy or just get wet. Boys love to stomp in puddles. Um, but if you have a small yard, if you have a porch even, just that fresh air works wonders for boys. So I encourage you to get them outside. You can give them a jump rope. You can give them some simple weights. You can turn on um, music and just have them get crazy. They're going to do it if you put them in that position and that's their only option. If you, if you push them out the door and go out with them if you can. I really encourage that. Um, Luke is trying to really work on some fitness outside of the water. And so we only have a few hand weights. We don't have a whole weight system here yet. We wanna get one, but he created this bar with buckets on either end. I don't know, it's got sand maybe in the buckets, but he wanted to work on squats. So he got creative and created his own weight system. Maybe I'll put a picture of it in the show notes. But anyway, there's always creative things you can do. So get those boys outside. Now, if you're stuck inside, you guys know how much I talk about the importance of adventure. And I talk in Boy Mom in my book about um, boundaries and freedoms and how we need to give our boys boundaries, but those boundaries need to be balanced with freedoms. And when I say freedoms, I'm talking about boys' innate need to explore, to have challenges, to do hard things, and of course, freedoms goes into other areas of parenting as well. But what I'm referring to here is that sense of adventure that boys, it's just created in them. That's how God made them. And when people can't be outside, kids aren't doing their sports or in some places they can't surf and they can't do what they're used to doing. 
this might be a time to realize some of the ways that boys can explore and experience adventure in new ways. And one way I'm going to encourage you over and over is just to have them read great books. And if your boys don't love to read, this may be a time that that changes. If you can introduce them to books, thank God, you know, we can still order on Amazon. They're still audible books, but continue to introduce your son to good stories. And you might find that they discover the adventure of getting caught up in a great story. Um, if boys are little, building Lego creations, um, creating a fort in the living room, these are all legit ways that boys can explore and and kind of have that whole side of being a boy play out because I think some people think when I talk about adventure, oh, it has to be doing something hard outside. My boys, you know, cave dive and, and hike mountains, but you can find that same satisfaction in other ways. And we've talked about this too, um, how, and in the book, I really emphasize how there's research that proves that if boys are not finding healthy ways to experience adventure, that they're gonna go seeking it in unhealthy ways. And this is really an important thing I want you guys to pay attention to. When boys are getting addicted to video games, when they're exploring finding pornography online, when they are um, out experimenting with drugs and alcohol, think about what draws them to these things. It's all that desire to experience things, to have adventure, right? So my theory and what science has proven, studies have proven is that when boys are doing enough things that is experiencing true adventure, whether it's physical adventure or you know exploring new concepts, learning, discovering things, that's gonna satisfy that thing inside of them that they go sometimes looking in unhealthy places for. So if you can do all you can as a mom to introduce them to and expose them to and allow them to experience great adventures, they're gonna be less likely to get into trouble seeking it in unhealthy places. Be sure to find uh, the chapter in Boy Mom about technology. I think you're gonna find some of that research interesting. And um, also in my Boundaries and Freedoms chapter, it comes up a few different times that this is something I'm super passionate about. So if you're stuck inside during the quarantine, hey, go ahead, give them some books, read out loud to them. I'm going to talk a little bit more about reading. If you have someone hesitant that doesn't want to read, I'm going to tackle that in just a moment with this other question. But I'm going to encourage you to um, get, a, get a workout video online. There's free apps everywhere. Do a family workout have a pillow fight, do whatever you can to give those boys a chance to burn off some steam and then wear them out good, give them a good book. Uh, hopefully you have a musical instrument you can pull out. My boys, the ones who don't normally play, have started playing guitar and ukulele recently. You can get them in the kitchen and teach them to cook. Super great time to teach your boys some life skills. Most of us in this modern age have kind of forgotten some of the really important life skills that our boys could learn, like changing a tire, like changing the oil in the car. This is a fantastic time to bring dad in if he's around or just open up YouTube and say, how do we do some of these projects that need to be done? Let's have the boys learn some new life skills. And I think you'll be really glad when you come out of this quarantine with boys who are a little bit more manly. They've got some new skills that they can bring into their future with them. So I really encourage you to do that. Next, um, I do want to tackle the mom side of this quarantine. Natalia asked, how do I find time for myself? Uh, I know it can feel impossible. Someone else said, can you give us tips to survive the survival mode? She said she has zero energy to do anything and it's hard to teach work ethics when mom is so tired. Oh, I get that. 
So for all of you who have asked about self-care during this time, I understand it's really challenging, but here's what I'm gonna tell you. It's, it is essential. So whatever age your kids are, you're gonna to need to get creative and you're gonna to need to communicate your needs clearly to your husband if he's around and to the kids. So if they're real little, it might have to be their nap time. You might wanna put them to bed extra early. They don't know the difference. <laughs> you can just put them to bed extra early so that you have that time in the evening to maybe take a bath, maybe paint your nails, write a letter, do something creative, talk to a friend. Nap time is a great time to just block out that time you know, instead of folding more laundry or getting something done, tell yourself you need one hour to yourself. If kids are a little bit older, the benefit is they can understand and they can give you that time to yourself. So you might give everybody a couple hours of quiet every day. Give them a pile of books, put them in their room, say if you want to nap, you can nap. Otherwise, stay busy being quiet. Mom's going to go in her room and have her own quiet time. Hopefully, if your husband's around, you can tell him that this is not a luxury. This is a need and self-care is a real thing. We all hear the saying about put your oxygen mask on before you put it on your children, and it is absolutely true. We've got to take care of ourselves so that we have something to give to our kids. So I encourage you to work on that. Now we're gonna go on to the next question. And this one came up um, just a moment ago about reading, because I do always encourage moms to be reading to their kids and to get the kids reading. And some of you know that my older boys are big readers, and so you're like, you're lucky, but my kids don't love to read. And I just want to remind you that my second son, who's a voracious reader now, he, he wasn't always that way. When he was young, I had to require him to read. And so um, one of my favorite tips for reading when kids are young and maybe they don't love to read comes from Andrew Poudwa. He's the director of the Institute for Excellence in Writing, IEW. It's a homeschool curriculum my boys have all used. We are big fans of it. And I was actually on his podcast last summer. And um, I got to ask him some questions. I, and I had a lot of fun talking to him about this topic of reading. And his suggestion was, first of all, boys need good books. They need good stories. If you've got boring books, forget about it. So do your research. I do have a list in Boy Mom in the Influence chapter of good books. So use that or just go online. There's so many places to find good books for boys. But what he suggested is, moms, we should all be reading out loud to our kids as much as we can. And I know that's not always easy. but spend some time reading aloud, get a really good book. And what you do is you, um, if your son is at reading age, get a book that he can read, that he's able to read and start reading and get to a point that's really exciting. When you're at that exciting point, suddenly you have something come up that you have to do. Like, oh, sorry, I have to stop for today. We'll pick up on this tomorrow. And of course your boy's gonna be like, no, no, one more page. That's my son every night. One more page while I have to find out what happens. And then you set that book down, either opened up to the page you're on or marking that page. And you're like, okay, I gotta go. And you just leave it right in front of them. And if not the first time, the second or third time, they're gonna get curious enough that they're gonna pick that book up and continue to read on their own. And that is a beautiful moment. I love that he told me that. I tried it right away and it totally worked. And just recently I was so happy because I sent Levi to bed with a short biography, Abraham Lincoln's biography. And I said, um, you know, we're two days behind. We we're supposed to start this in school a couple days ago. So start reading this tonight and then we'll pick up on it tomorrow. 
And the next morning, he walked in the kitchen with this smug look on his face, and he handed me the book, and he's like, Mom, I didn't start reading it. And I was like, ah, did you fall asleep? And he's like, I didn't just start reading it. I finished it. And it was just a 60-page book, but that's a lot of reading for a nine-year-old late at night. And so it was cute for me to see what happens when you require it. Sometimes they accidentally start to like it, and reading will become a lifestyle and you know, a book can be a good friend to a kid, and that's what we can all hope for. So keep reading aloud, moms, and keep requiring your kids to read. Okay, the next question it comes from Barb, though most of these represent many others. So I'm trying to speak general enough to answer a lot of questions that have come in. Um, but she says, would you mind sharing a little bit about why you decided to homeschool and the benefits, pros, cons, what you and or your kids like about it? And um, hopefully you've all been able to listen to my uh, interview a couple weeks back with September McCarthy, mom of 10, as we talked about homeschooling. And I thought she shared some really helpful and practical tips if you're a newer homeschooler, whether you're just schooling from home because you have to, or for those of you, and there's a lot of you that have reached out and said, you know, I've been really thinking about homeschooling for a long time. And now that my kids are home, what I love hearing from people is people say, they're realizing this is doable. Now, maybe it's not ideal right now being thrown into it out of the blue, but they're like, I'm actually surviving with them home, and especially if they could get out to do sports and other things. So I've been asked a lot, why did I begin to homeschool? And people are always asking about curriculums and all that. So as far as curriculums go, I'm gonna refer you to my show notes where I will um, have a list. I've shared it, shared it a few times, but I will have a list of the different curriculums I've used over time. But my story, I don't know if I've shared from the beginning, really my older boys all started off in a private uh, Christian preschool and Josiah and Jonah were both going to preschool uh, when Luke was born. So I had baby Luke home with me. And then by the time Josiah went to this private school through first grade, and in first grade, he started asking a lot about homeschooling. I think he had met kids in Sunday school, maybe, who were homeschooled. We had some friends whose older kids were homeschooled. And Josiah's just always been an inquisitive guy. He loves to learn. And so he would open up his dad's uh, Japanese books from when my husband learned Japanese. And he would draw the symbols. And he would carry his dad's medical books with him and draw diagrams of the heart and how the blood flowed through the heart. And this is literally in first grade. It's just he loves to learn. And so he was like imagining how cool it would be to learn from home. Well, I was never planning to be a homeschool mom. I went to public school. My husband went to public school. I loved what I saw in my mom's life where she could send kids to school every day and then you know, take care of the home and cook great meals and garden and maybe have lunch with a friend. Like that was the life I always thought I would have. And so when my son started bringing it up, that was one big thing. The other thing was private school was very expensive. And I was looking at our three sons going, there's no way we can afford to send all three to private school throughout their whole education. And the public schools in Hawaii are generally not ranked well in the United States. And I mean, there are some good ones. I know people who have done just fine, gotten into great colleges, but in general, they're really not ranked very well. And I just didn't have peace in my heart about sending my kids to public school. And public schools have, even since that time, really changed. And I would feel less and less good about it right now just because of the school system. And if you're interested in all that, Heidi St. John is one of my favorite people to follow who's very bold and outspoken about her um, thoughts and, and a lot of really good facts about what's going on in our public school system. But for me, I just didn't have peace. I believe and will always believe that what goes on in the home is the most important influence on our kids. But I do think sending them somewhere for many hours of the day, every day, 
to be with peers without us. There, there was just something that <laughs> did not sit well with me there. So we decided to give it a try, and I started homeschooling Josiah and Jonah, and I started with a curriculum that I will link to in the show notes, but it was one where I could do the two of them together kind of for most of the subjects. It was like um, second grade and kindergarten we could actually do together because we were reading aloud a lot of the topics. They did their own math, they did their own grammar, but I would read stories about world history, I would read stories, we would pull open maps, we would do projects, hands-on projects. It's kind of that ideal homeschool life that now I dream of, but isn't really possible for me. But we had such a great time together in those early years just learning. And at that time, Luke went to the uh, preschool. And then eventually when Luke hit kindergarten, I believe, he came home and I had all three boys home. And from then on, I will just say that I wouldn't trade it for anything. Um, the, what started us on it was one thing, but what I saw after a year or two, and, and there were some hard times. I mean, I cried a lot of tears just feeling overwhelmed or inadequate or just you know a little disappointed that this was my new reality but over time I just started to love it I loved time with them I found ways to get breaks I found ways to give them opportunities to be in outside classes co-ops sports my husband became more and more on board and I'll tell you if your husband's not on board and you're thinking about homeschooling my husband was not at first he thought all homeschoolers were weirdos and oh I just heard speaking of Heidi St. John I heard her say the best thing when in response to a question about socialization and she said your kids and I may be not getting this exactly right but she said your kids will be as weird as you are like if you want to homeschool and you're worried about what your kids are going to be like they'll be as weird as you are because they're around you all day so I say it's up to us all who have our kids around us to be the kind of people we want them to be right and certainly in time, my husband was more than on board, and he has been just a big fan of our homeschool experience. So that's the good news, too. And in time, I think we all just found our flow, and we started to see the character that our boys were developing and the young men they were becoming. How much they were learning and getting to experience those light bulb moments with them was so special. I wouldn't trade it for anything. And then the other thing, and this sounds so, so silly, but I tell people all the time, I hated that morning rush. Anybody out there know what I'm talking about before school where you're signing the papers, you're packing the lunch, you're packing their bag. We were always running late. I was always angry. I lost my temper more before preschool in the mornings than any other time of the day. And what I love with homeschooling is that pressure just isn't there. We have our own schedule, what works for us. And uh, sometimes I, I do try to start our mornings early when I can, but... If for whatever reason, the boys didn't get good sleep, we were up late the night before, they just need more rest. Because remember, kids' bodies are growing. They need sleep. I think the average kid is probably so sleep deprived. But uh, we can have a slower morning if we need to. Or in our case, the boys will surf and maybe do school into the afternoon or in the evening. We can travel during the off season. My husband can be involved in their days. I mean, there are so many beautiful things I love. And more than anything is the character I see developing in my boys. And they're, they're around us to observe how we handle things. We can talk about world events. We can just sit down and talk about life in the middle of the day where we need to. And it's just become a lifestyle that I wouldn't trade for anything. So I just encourage you, if this is one of those things that you've thought about doing, but you're not sure if you could do it, I think if people realized all the blessings and that it's not that hard, that more people would try homeschooling. So I do hope this experience has given you the opportunity to see that it's doable. I hope that whatever you know frustrations there might be with the school system or online 
stuff that I know a lot of people have had just a lot of headaches with trying to be online and maybe limited computers in your home there. I hope that doesn't stop you from considering homeschooling because that may not be exactly what it would be like if you are actually homeschooling. Okay, so one more quick question and then I'm going to dive into some topics with Luke. Okay, I totally love this next question. I had a listener message me on Instagram saying she could really use some encouragement in the area of cooking. Uh, It sounds like she's got young kids. That bewitching hour when you're putting food together can be really challenging. And maybe she had been in the habit of going out to eat or a little bit of fast food, takeout, that kind of thing. And she wants to learn to like to cook but really doesn't learn to like it. So I'm going to encourage you, if this might, might be you, to really have an open mind that maybe you're someone that could learn to like to cook and maybe you're going to need to shift your mindset a little bit and a couple ways I encourage you to do this is first of all to shift your mindset from if you're someone that is used to just bringing things home and sticking them in the oven and it's like you can do that at six o'clock right before you need to eat realize that if you want to make some homemade especially from scratch meals then it's a little bit more time consuming and give yourself that time set aside time for that so that it can be a time you really enjoy. Now, I used to do a lot of meal prepping when my boys would nap. So I would chop up the vegetables or kind of have some things ready so that during the bewitching hour, it was a lot easier to put it together. You might need to pull meat out of the freezer the night before or that morning. Kind of have an idea in your mind what you're going to cook. I'm not a big meal planner for like weeks, but you might find that you enjoy it and appreciate it and embrace it more and things are kind of on your mind before it's time to cook. And then consider it an event. It's an act of service. It's a loving gift you can give to your family. And even if they don't appreciate it right away, trust me, as they get older, they will appreciate it so much. I know my kids are so much more grateful now than they've ever been because they realize all the work that it takes to put into cooking. And yet I've come so far. I was just telling them last night, in fact, like, wow, I've come a long ways, kind of patting myself on the back. And us moms need to do that. That's okay. But I'm like, I've gotten so much more courageous about trying new things, turning old recipes into something healthier, adding some new spices or herbs. And it really can be fun, but it doesn't come natural. So if you're not used to doing it, give yourself that opportunity to learn something new and maybe enjoy it. Hopefully your husband will join you in the kitchen. Ask him to be a partner with you and make it a fun time. As your kids get older, they can help you more too. So consider this an act of love and service. Don't think it's going to get done in 15 minutes if that's what you're used to. Set aside enough time to make it a real event. And I think that mindset shift might be one that helps gives you the opportunity to enjoy it a lot more. Okay, guys, before I hop into my conversation with Luke, which I think you'll enjoy and maybe your kids will want to listen to, I just want to remind you that Mother's Day is coming up soon. And if you haven't read my book, Boy Mom, I hope you'll let your husband know that that would make a wonderful Mother's Day gift. The good news is you don't have to leave your house to get it. You can order it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Target, Walmart. I think it's on all those um, sites still. So. Uh, if you have read Boy Mom, though, is there someone in your life that you know could use some encouragement in raising their boys? This might be a sweet time to order the book as a surprise gift for a friend, even for a grandma, a teacher, someone who works with boys. I just hope that you look at Boy Mom as a great resource leading up to Mother's Day. We all need each other. We all need encouragement. And I hope you'll consider a Boy Mom as a Mother's Day gift to yourself or to someone else. And now we're going to wrap up with a few um, fun questions with Luke and then uh, one or two for Jonah as well. So hope you enjoy the rest of this conversation. Okay, so the next question 
um, is similar to many that I've received over time, but I had a specific Instagram message from a sweet mama named Kim, and it, I actually saw it right after our family ate dinner about a week ago, and so I read the question to my whole family, and then I, I'm not sure why, but I just hit record on my video on my phone and <laughs> recorded like 10 minutes of the whole family having a discussion about this question. And then I went ahead and sent it to Kim. And then I was like, what did I just do? Because I sent her this 10 minute video of my family just like, I think some of them didn't even realize I was recording and it was so real and raw and you know, kind of obnoxious with my youngest mm. piping in. And anyways, I um, just sent it to her because I had the feeling she could take it and she did. We went back and forth, had a really good conversation about it, but I thought some of the things that Luke was saying in response to this question were really helpful and encouraging. And so I've asked him to come on with us to kind of share some of his thoughts on this topic. So the question that Kim had sent, and this, I'm going to generalize it a little bit because I get the same question in different forms all the time. So um, first of all, Luke, thanks for joining us for a moment. Yeah, of course. My pleasure. Okay. So Luke, I'll repeat the question that we got, and it is about having a son home, um, maybe no siblings around, maybe siblings have moved out or only child and good kid, normally involved in sports, but of course there's no sports going on right now. Does his schoolwork, in fact, this one was homeschooled, really good kid, but the main way his friends like to socialize is through video games. So the question is, do my boys play video games and how much is too much? Is it okay to give him extra time? Um, we don't need to get specific with exactly how long, but you know, extensive time playing video games during the quarantine. And here is what Luke had to say. Share your thoughts, Luke. Yeah, um, I think for myself, <clears throat> just in the last couple months, I have been honestly pretty focused uh, just with things uh, besides playing games just because I'm allowed to surf right now. I've been doing a lot of surfing. I've been pretty far behind in school, so I've been doing a ton of school. But honestly, I understand I understand where games can be fun and they can be exciting. And especially when you're like in person with your friends, like you guys can have a really good time playing with each other and sometimes over, you know, a call or whatever it is when you're playing the game. But honestly, there's been certain points where where I realized that they have no lasting importance that they're just they come and go and they're really they have they have no meaning in a couple of years from now you'll look back and go wow what what was i doing like sure it was fun in the moment but like a lot of games you're just trying to accomplish silly things and they're not at all good for your brain and during the time that you're playing games you could be getting so many other good things done and so for me recently that's just been my look on games as i've just been so busy and focused realizing there's better things to do and better ways to use my brain energy and what el whatever else I have. Okay, so if you couldn't surf right now and you have that many more hours in your day, what kind of things would you fill your time with? Because yeah, we, I guess we have, what, what kind of a video game? We have an old video game that we got used years ago and we keep it up in a closet and we used to pull it out occasionally, like if it was a boy's birthday or they had friends over, then we would sometimes pull it out for a couple hours. But even then, my husband has very little tolerance. So he'd be like, okay, go outside. And he'd put it up again. Yeah. And I've heard people say that's a good, they appreciate that idea is to not have it out where it's always seen because then mm. it just like draws 
kids in. So putting it away might be a good idea, but let's name some other things that you do with your time, Luke. Yeah, and just to touch on that, like when when I would sometimes play games, especially when we were younger and we just had so much energy that being outside all day wasn't enough, I would play games that were like, you know, sports games. Like me and my brothers would just have fun getting competitive, like whether it was our sport or whatever. But I would say that if I were in that scenario and maybe I couldn't even surf because right now I can surf, I would be probably reading more because when I get into a certain book, I really enjoy reading. But if it's a boring book, I don't like reading. But I think there's a, I think there's a lot of good books out there, yeah. and you just you don't have to look too far. Audible books, that's another mm, one. I love listening to audiobooks. And so, yeah, I'd say reading. Uh, lately, I've been getting into drawing because um, there's a lot of different ways you can draw. And um, I'm not the best at art, but I like to just kind of get creative. Um, I've My brothers have been teaching me a little bit of guitar, and my dad has been teaching me ukulele. So and that's stuff you can learn through some YouTube as well yeah, if you don't have sure. someone in the family. Totally. And that, that alone, all those things take up so much time, especially like if you're like me and you're like, oh, I can't just like, I don't want to just play one note on this guitar. Like I want to learn like songs. So that'll take up a lot of time. And then obviously for me at school, some kids may have no uh, connections to school right now. So that's honestly unfortunate because school is a good way to keep your brain mm-hmm. going and getting smarter. But yeah, I mean, you don't have to think you don't have to think too hard to find something to do. Right. So Luke, pretty much, I can say, does not play video games. Yeah, I, I mean, it's I been months. Been, I've, it's been months since I've played a game. And we've off and on had one out throughout the years, but on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, you don't see a video game in the Swanson home. That the exception to that is Levi does play a surf game app on my phone. Does that count? That's a video. Game. <laughs> he hasn't played that in a while. I don't think. Oh. Oh, has he been playing? Yeah, I think so. When he know. when Levi gets a hold of my phone, he'll like surf on an app. And like, like it's fun to like, yeah, yeah. And there's like right. the little like text when you can like send texts to people on your iPhone, like those little games. Like what? So fun. Like farming? No, like, oh. like there's little like <laughs> golf games or eight ball games or little things like that. Okay, yeah. So, the, okay, and I'm going to say I'm the softy maybe because mm. when we were having this discussion as a family, I was the one saying like, come on, this poor kid, he's sitting there at home all day with his mom. <laughs> <laughs> and I look ahead to the day that if Luke goes away one day, if mm, that day yeah. comes, Levi will be here for a few years without any siblings in the home, most likely. And I'm kind of going, wow, what will we do with our time? And so I have compassion on the mom and the kid. If you guys have long days, if you live where it's cold, if you live where you're stuck inside all the time, I'm going to say it's not going to kill anyone to play some video games. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. But balance that. Have boundaries. Set an alarm. Have a system in place. Mm. Balance it maybe with exercise. They can exercise indoors 30 minutes to 30 minutes or you have to read it. And and as soon as it becomes like an obsessive thing, that's when I'd say you got to like back off more. Because some kids like... You know, they take a break and they're like, oh, all I want to do is play games. Yes. And then it's like, okay, you know what? You got to switch your mindset and start thinking about other things. And for us, I think we were kind of lucky growing up and still growing up with dad because um, our dad is just, (laughs) he has no compassion for any (laughs) video games. So as soon as we start defending anything or you start defending us, he just shuts us down. And he usually gives us some really good words of truth and wisdom, so. And some hard work to do. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. And that, that can okay, get so your that mind off games. Okay, so that another really good question because we're going to throw one more at you if you've got time for mm-hmm. one more. Yeah. Okay, so I had a question um, coming out of Canada. 
asking what, and I might get one of the other boys to um, answer this as well. It'll be interesting to compare. What is one thing, this has two parts, one thing that your parents have done different from your friend's parents that you're glad they've done? Mm. Well, I mean, that's, uh, there's like, there's so many different answers, right? You look uh-huh. at all the other kids my age and you're like, okay, so where, where did things start going differently <laughs> between some of us? Not, not, yeah. our, not all, no, some. We've got some good friends. Um, I think, I, 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 I wish I could dive into it a little deeper, but I think uh, one thing I was talking about with one of my friends lately was how I've noticed that there's so many parents out there that want to be their friend with their kid, or they want to almost satisfy their kid. They don't want there to be any trouble, mm-hmm. any sort of separation between them. And honestly, that's, I feel like that's a huge misconception and it's kind of become more popular Mm -hmm. recently. Mm -hmm. And I think I've noticed the difference between parenting between me and you guys and other kids and their parents is, um, there's, there's not much firmness in certain things, especially things like video games or whatever else there is. Um, they don't want to discipline their kids. They don't want to, they don't want to say no, they don't want to say no. And, and sometimes it's even like they'll say no and then they'll back off and go, you know, I don't want my, my kid is responding negatively. I don't want to make him feel bad or not like me. Mm. Whereas in reality, if you're saying no to something pretty important, then it's probably going to only do them good. And in Mm. the end they'll thank you. That is super good. So that's, that's just one general big thing. I think I love it. Thanks. No, I, I agree. There's, that that can be a real problem and oftentimes of course the parents heart is in the right place they just want a good relationship with their kids but they Mm. um, I encourage them to just be strong and courageous and not be afraid to be the parent because Mm. it will pay off okay so I'm not sure what you'll say to this but is there anything we do different that you maybe don't love but you have a feeling one day you'll be glad I think for me, that's probably school. <laughs> I I hate going out all day and then coming home and having to do school. And like you all say. He's talking like if he surfs all morning and he's exhausted and then he gets home. Yeah. And we're like, okay, full school. Day. Or like, or if I like go travel like somewhere and I come back and like the next couple of days, I just want to relax. And you guys are like, nope, school didn't stop for you. So you got to get it done. And that's one thing that I still struggle with all the time. I hate having to get deep into the books and stuff right when I'm really tired but I know those are the um you know the hard working and perseverance sort of character qualities that I want and I know are only going to help me so mm-hmm. if so, I can work on that now then my future will probably go better yes and that'll spill over into other areas of life that you have to persevere mm, for sure so does that mean you're going to quit asking me if you can read Siri your essays instead of writing them <laughs> I, I think, okay, I think there can be different exceptions, like, depend, <laughs> depending on how tired and whatever else. <laughs> oh, Luke's lucky he's a smart boy. Okay, well, I think I'll let you off the hook with this. Thank you so much for joining us, Luke. For sure. Thank you, Mom. Okay, so now I've got my son Jonah to join me as we wrap up, and I'm going to ask him the same two questions that I finished off with Luke with. So, Jonah, thanks for joining us. It's good to be back. Yes, you're a regular around here. Yeah, I am. There's rumors that Jonah might start his own podcast. Yeah, rumors, but yeah, (laughs) a lot of prayers going into that, but yeah. We'll keep you posted. Jonah, just for kicks, Mm. 
what is one thing your parents did differently than your friends, or we'll just say, than maybe you've seen other parents do that you're glad we did different? Hmm. Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I would say that the first thing that comes to my mind is you have encouraged us to think about how people influence us outside of the family. And it's one thing I don't, at least for the time that I've spent with other of my friends' parents, they're not so concerned about how the kids' friends or peers are influencing them. And you and dad have encouraged um, us to surround ourselves with people who are really influencing us positively because um, like you've said and like I believe Proverbs says that you become like the company that you keep um, and yeah I think that that's a huge valuable lesson that I've learned from you and dad um, mm-hmm. that not many people really emphasize um, they're like oh yeah go go hang out with your friends it's going to be fine you'll have fun but what they don't realize is that the people that they're surrounding themselves with are actually shaping their character and who they are. So that's huge. It's a lesson I learned. And I think that too spills over into media, entertainment, Mm -hmm. everything you surround yourself with. And, um, and yeah, I have a whole chapter in boy mom about influences. So Mm -hmm. if you're interested in that, definitely check that out. Mm -hmm. And I will say knowing my listeners, there are other families focused on that. I know it. Some of you are doing a great job with that. But I do think Jonah's right. It's easy when you're tired and um, stretched as a parent to kind of out of sight, out of mind. So when kids are busy, you're just like, phew, I get a break. And you forget that there's still stuff going on. So great. Mm. I love that, Jonah. And though you say you're glad, at the time, a few times, that probably was a little bit painful and not what you wanted to hear. Sure. But that leads us to the second part of the question, which is, what is something your parents have done that not all parents do that you maybe don't even like still today, um, but you have a feeling you'll be glad about later? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's lots of things. I mean, just <laughs> anything that anything that is anything that's good for you is usually somewhat painful. <laughs> um, I would say a few things. Number one, just one is enough. Well, <laughs> no, go ahead. <laughs> There's plenty. Um, one Throw me under the bus. is yeah, is uh, just the way that you have taught us to take care of our bodies and the way that we eat. Mm-hmm. And we, we're always eating very healthy meals and we're exercising. And these are things that I didn't, I wasn't particularly fond of growing up. And I, I wasn't stoked to have lots of salad with dinner, so to speak, or, or <laughs> another example like that. But Later on, I realized that it's really good for me and I'm, you know, it's going to improve my health and things like that. So looking back, I'm thankful that it happened. Um, But in the moment, it may not have been the most pleasant. No no discipline is pleasant at the time, right? Exactly. Painful. There's a curse. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I appreciate you hanging out and we'll have you on again. Of course. My pleasure. Get to work on your podcast. Yeah. (laughs) Hey guys, so I hope something in there was encouraging, helpful, or entertaining for you. There are a few topics I really wanted to get to, but I just can't take any more of your time. So in a future episode, we will talk about things like colleges and why my boys chose Christian schools. Did they consider bigger universities? Great question, and I definitely want to talk about that. Also, we want to talk about questions that came in about, oh, just mommy anger, losing our uh, temper, how I 
could encourage you to be more patient with your kids. Super important topic, one that definitely I relate to and have some history with. Uh, there's a number of other questions. So again, you can send me your question at aloha at monicaswanson.com. You can also leave um, them in, right in the comments at show notes which are always found at monicaswanson.com forward slash podcast. And this is episode number 52. So you can just leave me a comment with your requests or questions. Okay, guys, thank you so much. I hope you're taking care of yourselves and one another. Hang in there. I think we're all going to get through this. I'm seeing a light at the end of the tunnel, and I hope you are too. But spread the word about this podcast with your friends and neighbors, please. And leave me that rating or review if you haven't yet. Have a wonderful rest of your week and until next time.